Let's do an episode and be optimistic about it. Oh, poor Lalo you. Yes. So uh, what we're dealing with today? I don't know. You suggested the topic. So today we are to going to talk about, uh, let's say, uh, the, the path to becoming a, a good DevOps engineer. That's what you suggested. Sounds okay. good. We're going to talk about some of the key, let's say, qualities and skills that are required. Yasmin is going to show a cool website as well that might offer really good guidance in terms of the path and various twists and turns that that might take. We're going to emphasize the, the value of continuous learning for the path of becoming the, uh, let's say, quality DevOps engineer. Uh, this is something that's very popular nowadays and should be, let's say, somewhat of a career that should br help bridge the gap between the development and operations teams. But oftentimes that ends in blood, sweat and tears. That's, it is what it is. We will discuss, let's say, stuff related to various platforms, languages, configuration management tools, a little bit of story of cloud probably as well, because that fits uh, well there. Uh, to kind of uh, help uh, uh, develop, let's say, some kind of a DevOps mindset. And we hope that this is going to bring some additional value to our to our uh, listeners uh, if they are looking for a path towards uh, becoming DevOps. So with that being said, welcome to the That IT Show, where talk meets tech and vice versa. And let's roll the intro. What's up, dude? Okay, so are we recording? We are, everything is working, hopefully. Uh, Did you really think that it's not going to work? To be completely honest, we didn't make a mistake of uh, not recording a single episode. This is this is some of the things that we are missing. Hmm. We forgot, we forgot to... Uh, Include non-working functions. No, no, we forgot to forget uh, recording. Forget to forget. <laughs> we forgot to forget. Then let's go and let's let's learn about uh, DevOps engineering. Um, the reason why I even suggested this is, was that I was reading something, and uh, since Reddit is becoming a problem today uh, these days yeah. uh, because the new management of Reddit is trying to basically squeeze the money out of the community, uh, not pay the moderators and actors if they are just uh, non-existent and unimportant? No, just uh, trying to get the uh, API uh, mm. more expensive. And by more expensive, I mean the others make it more expensive. So basically, they're killing all the uh, third-party apps. Mm, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar, yes, because the uh, sync guy uh, did this uh, with Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, But his idea, because Twitter already did this a couple of years ago, the idea is that... Um, if you are not controlling third-party applications, uh, what you're missing is that you cannot push uh, ads, you cannot push uh, different things inside your app because the third-party uh, developers can avoid them. And uh, they want to first establish the only application available for the Reddit, and then they're going to push up uh, uh, ads, they're going to push their own uh, topics and so on because they then control the uh, UI, UI for, the, uh, for the user. But anyways, this is not what I was uh, what I was talking about. The reason why I switched to uh, how difficult it is to become a DevOps guy or a Dev guy or Ops guy. A or good one. A good one. I'm going to today. I'm just going to uh, be satisfied with becoming a DevOps guy. So the guy who actually understands how to do the uh, operations, how to do the uh, sysadmin job, and how to do it well. Because I wouldn't call uh, those guys good ones and bad ones. Uh, a bad, bad DevOps guy is usually a guy who gets fired. Hmm. Um, because in DevOps, people can pretty, pretty, pretty uh, quickly understand that you are not up to the, up to the task. Yeah, that's definitely Once true. you lose your first backup and you lose your first files, uh, you're going to be toast. And this is... this, but. Uh, no, the, it's it's not that we were talking about backup just before the, uh, the, no, the, the show. of course not. But uh, there was a saying that I saw somewhere in Reddit is that you cannot get fired for having too many backups. Okay. 
but you can get fired for not getting a backup. So uh, this is one of those things. And then I realized that uh, the why I was thinking on Reddit and then came up with DevOps is because a lot of questions in the sysadmin uh, subreddit on Reddit and in a lot of other places is how do I become a, a, quote, a, quote, a quote marks uh, DevOps or engineer or operations or sysop or sysadmin or whatever. Or the even more crude uh, uh, abbreviations like DevSecOps, DevSpecOps, Dev this, Dev full that. St full stack operations manager, uh, <laughs> extreme operations manager, and so on and so on and so on. But anyways, uh, and then it got me thinking because I went to the internet uh, and then found a couple of a couple of versions of the roadmaps because it seems that everybody and their friends uh, drew a roadmap how to become a DevOps engineer. You and went it, to the internet. Yes, I had that to. sounds so Jeremy to. Clarkson. I had to. I had to. This was this is the only this is the only way to solve it. The <laughs> AI uh, couldn't help me there. Yes, so, it could. I didn't try. Okay, I did. Uh, okay, but I'm not uh, intelligent enough today to use the artificial intelligence or any intelligence at all. So I just do the did the normal googling, and uh, the thing that stood out is that uh, all the people who are doing the roadmaps, different roadmaps, are basically sticking to either one uh, one of the two um, one of the two modes of uh, becoming a DevOps guy. Mm -hmm. First is that they're pushing guys who are already developers into becoming operations. So basically they're trying to um, uh, create uh, somebody who is going to be in charge of infrastructure out of somebody who was previously designing applications. Okay. And the other thing is uh, they just dump everything and uh, anything that uh, they saw along the line of basically the entire IT. Mm -hmm. And then they say, okay, this is what the DevOps guys uh, should, be, should be doing. So let's go through this and let's try to, let's try to um, get what's important, what's not important. Let's see. Uh, what are different things that we need to uh, see and what uh, people should be actually doing and what are the people things that people shouldn't be starting with okay because my pre uh, my primary idea was to um, do today's episode from uh, from the standpoint of somebody who has the enthusiasm but doesn't have the knowledge okay and uh, these are the guys who usually give up quickly because once you see uh, the level of complexity not only the level of complexity, but also when you see something, uh, um, when you see a roadmap that looks like something like this, I'm going to get, uh, get back to this uh, site, but uh, when you look, take a look at something, let me just uh, close this head. So when you take a look at something like this, and then somebody says, keep learning after this, and you realize that this is going to be at least three or four years of your uh, life, mm -hmm. uh, you tend to give up. And this is one of those I don't, things. But yeah, I understand. Yes, and this is one of those things that uh, we need to quickly uh, get out in the open and try to explain to people because this basically is completely true. Yeah. But but at the same time, uh, this is not an incremental thing. Uh, this is a thing that you need to learn uh, piece by piece, but not. Uh, each piece to the and it's in, in, in its entirety. So, for example, mm -hmm. when it says that you need to learn operating systems, it doesn't mean that you need to learn the operating systems to the level where you, you when you are able to uh, program the kernel. You need to be able to um, get acquainted with the systems, and then the rest of the knowledge is going to come uh, later. Okay. So this is one of the th those things. So, continuous piecemeal learning. Continuous learning is something we already do, already do. And I think that this is probably, uh, you just did the blind hand uh, and the uh, blind hand and uh, uh, getting the corn. Uh, basically, continuous learning is the only thing that uh, makes sense. Whatever we are doing and whatever we are talking, do we talk about uh, developers, uh, developers, do we talk about uh, ops, do we talk about uh, whatever it is called, I don't know, DBA or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that the only thing that matters is uh, your own will to be better mm -hmm. and continuous uh, engagement in the field that you want to be better in. Mm -hmm. And it could be 
playing with different uh, applications. It could be uh, creating a home lab. It could be working at the job that is going to make you do different things. It could be uh, experimenting with uh, in sandboxes. It could be that you are just decided that you are going to learn something new. Uh, you're going to learn it from uh, YouTube. You can you're going to learn it from the GitHub projects. You're going to learn it from, I don't know, uh, Udemy uh, labs and Udemy uh, uh, lessons. But the idea is to keep learning. The idea mm -hmm. is to constantly keep pushing yourself and learning new things. I have a question. Do you think that this is achievable if you don't have the bug? The bug meaning money? The bug. Oh, the bug. The neck, the neck. Um, no, not the neck. The neck. I know what uh, you wanted to say, but if you don't have the bug for this, if it doesn't itch you, if you are not very interested in it, in, in, uh, let's say, what is the difference of a DevOps guy who is after it only for the money versus the guy who is really interested in that? I think that guy who is really interested in that is going to quickly go up the ranks and the guy who's interested in the money is probably going to uh, get stuck somewhere along the lines and nobody's going to push him up. And grow a beard. Uh, yes, he's going to grow a beard, uh, get his uh, own glasses. Uh, glasses are going to have the short uh, piece of string that, mm -hmm. so that they, you don't forget him and so on. And so he's going to grow old and uh, become an old uh, cynical system engineer. You do realize that that sounds awfully familiar. Yes, yes, yes. This That's is what this is what I'm explaining. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, but uh, anyways, it's it's just that uh, either you have what it takes, or you can force it. But let's for uh, for starters, let's uh, say that we are dealing with somebody who has the drive. Okay. He doesn't have the uh, the bug. He has the drive. Okay. He wants to learn something new. And he or doesn't she? think, and he doesn't think, or she, or them, uh, and he doesn't <laughs> think that uh, being somebody who is going to get involved in networking is something that is, be that is beyond him. Okay. Uh, I'm intentionally mentioning networking because usually the networking is the part that uh, always bugs people. Because networking is, networking is considered by people who don't know a networking as something easy and uh, boring. Okay. And then and it, and it is and it isn't. And at I the think, same time. No, I think that it it is not easy and not boring, but I think that from people who consider it easy and boring, uh this is where all usually where all the problems lie. Oh yes. Uh either that or DNS. Uh, yeah, it's always DNS as we all yes, yes, but sometimes it's DNS because you just cannot get to it because the gateway is uh, not configured correctly. Our boss is asking me for for a meeting on Tuesday so I'm just uh, adding something to the calendar yes. but don't don't yes. feel stopped. I completely agree with you. So that's perfectly okay. I would actually uh Kind of like maybe we can tie that in with uh, the the topic that we're discussing with our story and our way towards that as well. In a sense, maybe it will be helpful, or maybe not. I don't know. I think I that, think I think, I think the story is helpful. Yes, the story is helpful. But let's let's quickly go. Uh, I mean, not okay. right now, but generally speaking. Yeah, generally speaking, yes. But uh, let's just uh, try to be since this one is organized. Mm -hmm. Let's try to try to be organized uh, a little bit in this episode. No and problem. Let's, let's try. Let's try to push it uh, one by one with uh, what the roadmap says. So the side that I'm showing is roadmap S S H. Uh, what it is is it's a site that uh, is trying to create something worthwhile. So different roadmaps for different uh, skills, developers, uh, guides, and so on. So the idea is that uh, they are trying to uh, create a repository of what do you need to learn be to become a front-end developer, back-end developer, DevOps, uh, QA, QA uh, database, uh, software architect, security, computer science, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. There is a lot of things here. Uh, today, I'm interested only in DevOps because okay. I want to I want to show what DevOps roadmap lo looks like. But take a look at the site because site is amazing. If you want to quickly see how far did you go into the field, mm -hmm. and what do you still need to learn, and what do you need to start on, because can uh, I make a small editorial request? Yes, S uh, scroll through the page slower. 
That's okay. the only. That's a. That's an editorial. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to go through each one of the topics. So this is going to be a long one. Okay. Uh, so I have no place to be. The only thing that. Uh, the only thing that I also okay. wanted to say is that uh, there are different versions of this on different GitHub's. So if you want to find uh, a roadmap that is going to be uh, interesting to you, you can either try the roadmap says SH, or you can just go to GitHub and try to uh, search for roadmaps. Because there is a lot of things that uh, are here that are either interconnected or uh, derivative work one from the other. Mm -hmm. So uh, for example, it says here, uh, learn one programming language. In the roadmaps, it says learn the programming language. So obviously, the the uh, first thing is to learn the programming language from their uh, standpoint. And I think yes, that, because DevOps can be actually uh, kind of like looked into from two different perspectives, two main different perspectives from the programming and the uh, sys engineer standpoint, in a sense. But let's start. Let's start from the history uh, history lesson. Uh, when the, those bearded guys needed to create Unix. Mm -hmm. They had to create C, mm -hmm. and there was a reason for this. Okay, and I think that learning a programming language and learning operating systems is something that is basically interconnected so much that you cannot learn one uh, separate from the other. Agreed. So you need to learn how a programming language works. You need to learn how to code at least in one um, in one scripting language, and then in one structured language that can be functional or whatever, uh, object oriented or whatever. You okay. cannot program. Uh, okay, you cannot create a program on a given system without understanding how the system works, and also mm. you cannot. Uh, you can uh, stack uh, overflow. You, uh, you, 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 okay, <laughs> you can use the uh, uh, copilot, and you can use the whatever, what, whatever the AI uh, equivalent of this is right now. But uh, if you don't understand what you're trying to program for. And how, you cannot do the uh, how to program. And if you don't know how to program, you cannot understand how to program for something. So uh, if you're trying to create, a, I don't know, Windows application, you should at least know how Windows looks, how it behaves under the hood, and have a decent knowledge of logging, debugging, and working with the operating system. Okay. The same goes with the, with the Linux, or FreeBSD, or OpenBSD, or whatever the flavor is. Mm, okay. Because... You need it in order to be able to program. Okay. You cannot um, uh, convince me that somebody who doesn't understand how logging works in the operating system is able to do any uh, decent programming on the operating system. Agreed. Okay. It could be when it comes to web, but they're going to run into a problem as soon as uh, something breaks on the web server. Agreed. Okay. okay. So, so that's the first two, let's say, learning programming language and then operating system. Operating system, okay. yes. And then uh, it says, learn to live in terminal. There we go. Welcome home. Yes. And <laughs> I'm not on board with this. I agree. Because learning to live in terminal is trying to make people uh, love the terminal if they are not uh, even ready for it. The mm -hmm. terminal is going to come uh, later. Or if it comes. Later or, or, but yes, it is, it is going to come in later because you are going to uh, do something in Python. Python is pretty... Uh, if you want to do something by using a uh, graphical interface in Python, you're not going to have a good time. You're going to be needing to run things in terminal. You're going to be running something in command line, whatever the command line is. Mm -hmm. You're going to be using pip. You're going to be using the different um, functions uh, in order to Libraries, separate the environments yeah. and so on and so on. So the terminal is something that is going to inevitably happen to you. Okay. But I wouldn't push people into running the terminal. Mm -hmm. Especially I wouldn't push people into... You have to learn, I don't know, Vim, uh, Nano, or Emax. You need to learn an editor because you're going to need it, but whatever editor he helps you to... Uh, yeah, whichever. So, also, base scripting in PowerShell. Okay, but scripting as such is part of the system. You are going to be needing it, but you shouldn't be pushing for it. This is part of the living in the terminal. Okay. So... I wouldn't say that pe uh, people need to uh, learn to live in terminal. They need to understand how the terminal works and it is going to grow on them. Okay. Version control system is something that I'm completely for. Yes. But uh, I don't think that they're necessary when you are trying to do the DevOps. You are go also going to learn about them. Uh, I'm not uh, entirely on board with just using uh, Git. Mm -hmm. There are other, open, uh, other version control systems that are uh, on the market that you should be aware of. Uh, 
You uh, are obviously a CVS guy. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm basically a perforce guy. Yeah, but uh, but the the uh, there are other things that you need to be aware of because they have their own advantages, disadvantages, and so on. Okay. Uh, hosting is something that I wouldn't even mention as a separate thing because when you're dealing with the version control system, of course, it is going to exist somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, what is and how to set up uh, whatever. So the next step uh, in this uh, roadmap is important because this is going to show you how to host your own uh, version control system. Other than this, uh, trying to learn how VCS hosting works, it's completely pointless, I think. Okay. Because you are going to buy, first you're going to buy an account on GitHub or uh, uh, use a, a free account on GitHub or GitLab or Bitbucket or whatever, wherever. And you're not going to learn how it is hosted and how it runs in the back end. You're going to be using it to do your uh, or own um, source control. And then after a few uh, weeks, months, years, whatever, you are going to be, to be wanting to do something on your own. But learning VCS hosting doesn't make sense. Okay. Okay. So then web servers uh, and different, uh, different things inside the operating system. I consider this parts of the operating system. I consider this to be completely in the wrong place. Yes, this is completely in the wrong place. And uh, uh, because this basically uh, to, to kind of expand on what I want to say. So, so far, I'm, I'm with this roadmap and it's really good. But reverse proxy, forward proxy, firewall, basically, we're starting to go into the area of load balancing. Load balancing is not something that should be something that you learn at the beginning of the process. It's completely pointless. Yes, and I think that this one goes uh, under uh, other services. So basically, he didn't know how to bridge uh, stuff between learning an operating system, single user operating system and uh, basics, and then going to containers. Mm -hmm. So he decided that he's going to put everything into one large uh, bucket. And I'm, I'm intentionally mentioning buckets Bucket, here. Yeah. Uh, so he just said, okay, uh, web servers, reverse proxy, and load balancing and so on. Because these are different technologies. Um, for example, what I would say is that there is a thing uh, way, way, way down here that mentions FTP, DNS, HTTPS, and so on. DNS should be somewhere in the start. Networking should be somewhere in the start. Mm -hmm. I think the networking protocols... Uh, that you learn after you learn how to uh, use a load balancer don't make any sense. There is a reason why those things are in this place. Because this is explained, this DevOps methodology is explained from the perspective of a programmer. Yes. That's yes. the reason why. But uh, even... Nothing take, against that. Just e e Even taking that into account, how can you do containers and dockers without understanding how networking works? You can't. So uh, learning containers... Learning load balancers, caching service, and reverse proxy before you know how DNS and the HTTPS works. Sorry. Pretty pointless. Sorry. What are, why are we going to do reverse proxy for proxy, basically load balancing, if you don't know how SSL and TLS works? It's a basic, like, one-on-one part of the service that's load balancer. And the other thing, uh, SSH. Mm -hmm. Learning to live in a terminal without SSH. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. No go. Completely no go. Especially if you th take into account that um, in the middle is cloud providers. So basically, it says that you need to learn AVS, Google Cloud, and Azure before you and know digital how ocean. Yeah. Yes, before you know how DNS works. Awesome. This I think that this is supposed to mean that you are able to swipe your credit card and buy DigitalOcean uh, droplets or however they are called, mm -hmm. and completely not understand anything about them. So I think this is just mentioning it because somebody is going to mention it. So you should be uh, trying to use this. But mm -hmm. if I actually wanted to learn something, I would put cloud, provi cloud providers way, 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 lower way, in the way lower. Mm -hmm. Because uh, everything up to this point, to the cloud providers, is something that you can uh, completely uh, simulate at, at your own home. Mm -hmm. You can do, you can do, uh, if you are completely, a complete noob, you can do a virtual box, heaven forbid, but you can do it. <laughs> you can use a decent, um, you can use a decent virtualization, um, virtualization tool. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready. workstation? No, no, I'm getting ready to say Hyper-V. Mm -hmm. uh, so I needed to, I needed to do, get, get um, to do a special place and say, uh, yeah, yeah. even Hyper-V is better. In the safe space. Yes, <laughs> even Hyper-V is better than VirtualBox. You, or you mm. can do a VMware, you can do whatever um, uh, makes you feel happy. 
and then you can go and um, build upon your knowledge about operating systems, containers, and everything else. Try, try a few things mm-hmm. because you are going to be meeting sort of kind of containers uh, and dockers even before you start everything here because uh, you're going to be dealing with snaps, you're going to be dealing with uh, uh, packages, you're going to be dealing with things in the terminal that are going, that are going to basically... Images, layers, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yes. So that they're basically going to be containers. Okay. So, and yep. then... Containers, yeah, Docker and Podman, LXC, not really. Um, the containers, Docker and uh, LXC, I wouldn't, I wouldn't LXC... I wouldn't even mention. Nobody uses uh, use that anymore. Uh, it, it is out there with the with the kernel, so yeah, pe- no. people think that uh, it is important. It's not. Uh, okay. Um, then cloud providers: Alibaba Cloud, Linode, Heroku, Vulture. Okay, but as I said, not here. I would do networking security and protocols before. I would do networking uh, and security way before, but yeah. I would probably do networking security and protocols. Uh, uh, immediately after I start operating systems. Mm-hmm. Because this is something that the everything yeah, that's, is... That's a good flow. Yes, because performance monitoring and networking tools in terminal without uh, understanding networking don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to uh, things that are uh, getting specialized. And this is the, the thing that I just wanted to quickly mention. Um, email, for example, mm-hmm. is something that is as complicated or even more complicated than let's say containers so is dns uh, and dns so, so is ssl so uh i think that this is just becoming or cloud providing uh, for that matter it's a subspecialization in the um, uh, devops uh, field okay i wouldn't i wouldn't say that everybody needs to learn how email works i don't think that domain keys um, demark uh, spf and so on and so on is something that everybody needs to know. Okay. They need to know what that is exists. They need to know what the idea behind it is. But uh, learning how to use it and configure it, it's something that is completely out of scope for a normal uh, DevOps guy. I know that a lot of people think that they are able to um, configure the email. But oh yes, no. but uh, I wouldn't. After whatever years uh, I'm doing this. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself able to configure and run an email service that is decent and that is going to be uh, dependable. Secure. Uh, secure. Uh, I would much rather like to uh, to pay either Microsoft or Google or whatever to for them to take care of the email. Uh, it's an in- in- inevitability. It's a sad thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, what Microsoft and Google did to the email is extremely sad and extremely complicated. But at the same time, they're the, basically the providers that, that divided the email service between between them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can try to exist outside of their services, but it is not going to work out. It will for a lot of people, but yeah, the, 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 the gist of the users is still there. Yes. Yes, you're correct. So, and then serverless. Okay, serverless is specifically targeted towards uh, developers. Mm-hmm. And this is something that uh, a normal DevOps guy probably wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be uh, interested in. They should know how different functions work and uh, what the idea is. But expecting from a DevOps guy to be able to uh, run AVS Lambda uh, queries mm-hmm. is something that I wouldn't expect. Or Azure functions. Okay, I, I would just say okay. Uh, okay. He, he should be aware of those. But if he's not doing actual uh, development mm-hmm. uh, operations, no. Infrastructure provisioning um, and configuration management is something that uh, is definitely a thing that uh, those guys should know. Mm-hmm. So Ansible, Chef, Puppet, or whatever, or Terraform and uh, AVS CDK, uh, is there, this is, these are some things that I would expect uh, to be much more prominent in what we are dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Because Ansible, Chef, Puppet, and all the other configuration management tools basically interconnect with the learning and programming language. Mm-hmm. and learning uh, how to do the scripting. And then, for some reason, CI/CD tools come into play. I have no idea why. Um, okay, if you need I'm to... I'm shutting up. Uh, I know what the idea behind this is. Mm-hmm. If you are part of the team, mm-hmm. and up to this point you have done infrastructure provisioning, you understand how to deal with infrastructure, you understand how to deal the, with the serverless uh, functions and so on, what you can do then is probably you're going to become a build engineer. 
mm-hmm. because you are going to push yourself to be uh, that part of the team that is um, uh, that is in charge of uh, pushing new builds and creating new builds. It makes sense to learn uh, Jenkins or GitLab or whatever, but uh, I wouldn't call it a thing that a normal DevOps guy should be doing. It it is a specialized thing. The same as with, with email. I think that CI/CD, if we're talking about uh, CI/CD, continuous integration, yes. co- continuous deployment, development, whatever you want to call it, I think that needs to be a little uh, dem- de- demystified a little bit, because people often misconstrue what CI/CD is, and there are a lot of fights that come from the lack of understanding how CI/CD should work, not how it usually works in companies. Because there is a reason why we use different tools for different stages of the pipeline. And also with that come people's roles. Yes, and the other thing is that uh, usually people who are completely out of it, by out of it I mean uh, not entirely sure what they're doing, are taking over roles because they think that they know about them, especially in the CICD uh, Mm -hmm. CICD space, because they think that if they know how to build uh, an application on a single computer, usually theirs, that they are able to create a build system that is going to cover, I don't know, 20 builders, 200 builders, 2,000 builders or so. And this this becomes quickly becomes a problem because the problems multiply. A side note to this. Yes. And you're going to recognize this. And one of our students, if he is listening to the podcast, will also recognize this. Hence the reason why I insisted uh, with our students that they should learn some stuff related to statistics. Yes. Without that, there is no scaling. Forget about it. I mean, scaling as it should be done versus scaling, oh, I can do it. I think that uh, scaling as they it is usually done, so we can do it, is something that is going to work uh, in a small team. And I have been burned a couple of, uh, couple of uh, times when I uh, got... Uh, it was basically a request, so a feature request from a team that requested me to do something in, in terms of scaling, and they completely missed the point of the single builder. They missed the point of what they're doing, and so the entire system was completely not working. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's just the system that we created wasn't working simply because we didn't understand the inputs. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, misconfigure the inputs, you are going to get uh, completely garbage output. Oh, really? That sounds oddly logical. Sometimes, uh, un- un- unfortunately. But figuratively and, lo- and uh, yes, literally. But unfortunately, in the IT, I learned that uh, sometimes it could happen that you are uh, dealing with uh, a system. Illogical. And then sometimes by blind luck, you somehow manage to create a system that uh, looks like it works. And then you think that your inputs are okay. Yes. And unfortunately, this can happen. And actually, the the the, the law of big numbers kind of like plays as your friend here, until it rears its ugly end, and then everything crashes. And this is where I dislike the cloud immensely. Yes. Because the cloud can cover your ass uh, in a couple of ways uh, by uh, masking the problems that you have, by enabling you to scale when you shouldn't be scaling up because you have the resources that you shouldn't be using, but you have them, so you're using them, so everything works. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you realize that you are basically wasting money. But uh, this is just a thing. Then then secret management is oddly somewhere in the middle. I would say- Uh, It needs to be before CICD. I think that it needs to be just after the terminal. Because mm-hmm. if you are dealing with the team, if you're dealing with uh, infrastructure provisioning, you should be able to um, uh, at least use a password vault and, or some other uh, system. Cloud to, vault or yes. Ansible vault or whatever it is. So yeah. some, some other system to enable you to um, be on the safe side, at least with your passwords and keys. So uh, this is one of the things. Infrastructure monitoring, also a huge topic. Oh, yes. And the huge topic that I would probably want people to learn as soon as they learn networking. Because... I don't. And I'm going to explain to you why. I think you're wrong there. Uh, If you can... Hang on for a second. Uh, This problem comes from uh, my... uh, A lot of of the experiences that I have with design of IT systems. Okay. Because people always, almost always, approach the idea of design of IT systems in the wrong way. 
the correct approach to designing an IT system is first to look at the applications that you're running in your IT system and then fit that to hardware. So it's a kind of like a two-way process at the beginning. Okay. That's the first stage. That's why I the last year alone, I did two or three big migrations from, you know, system A to system B and I had to design the system B and kind of like uh, go through the process that I'm describing. You have to first create an inventory of stuff. We talked about this in multiple episodes. You need to actually write down, uh, in, uh, let's say that we are talking about virtual machines for a second. Yes. I need to not know the names of the VMs. I don't care about VM, uh, VM names. I care about the apps running in them because it's different if it's a domain controller versus a SQL server versus a web application versus a file server and whatnot. I need to have a detailed list inventory of the services running on all of the VMs. Reason for that is because in the next stage of the design, prior to actually migrating to something or moving towards the idea of a finalized design, I want to map that out to correct underpinnings. So hardware, uh, servers, SSDs, networks, whatnots. The reason why that is important is because you want to standardize because some applications prefer, I'm oversimplifying really now, some apps prefer memory, like databases, okay. transaction systems. Some some of them prefer CPUs, like compiler-related stuff, whatnot, builders, whatever you want to call them. And all of that that I just described, all of that ties in directly to the management in terms of the infrastructure monitoring and application monitoring afterwards, because you have to know a great detail about all of the apps running so that you can um, monitor them, which is the next step in the process. But the same thing applies to infrastructure. So, yes, and this is the, this is what the, but we are completely on the same side. Uh, I think that yeah, the, the, but, but my from uh, in my experience, what you should be doing is always couple infrastructure monitoring, application monitoring with the design process. Yes, but when we are learning, I think that you should be learning how to monitor things as soon as you know how the networking works. Oh, Beca I agree. Because because you need the baseline. Yeah. Uh, whatever you said uh, right now is completely correct, but. Uh, uh, I'm not trusting uh, uh, an overview of a system that says that this is a DC. I want to know how this DC behaves before I uh, port yeah, it yeah. to somewhere. History data is important. So, so I need I need to have a baseline on the um, yeah, yeah. on the performance no, security but, but, side. But on, but on the, on the system that is running idle, I want the performance during the day. I want to see what the patterns are of the, of the traffic and the network and so on. Yeah. So I think the infrastructure monitoring plays much bigger deal. Uh, even before you start to do the um, cloud providers hosting and so on, because how can you run containers? It is containers? the most important thing on the overall slide: infrastructure and app monitoring. Trust me on that one yeah, from yes. enterprise perspective. So, so how can you how can you say uh, how I'm going to uh, create a load balancer if you don't know uh, what your uh, traffic is going to look look like? Yeah, because you it is just simply something you can then just guess basically. Okay, so infrastructure monitoring, I think it's too, 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 too late on the roadmap. It is. And app uh, monitoring is completely Application wrong, monitoring also. Uh, there is a reason why some of these things that you can see on the slide, New Relic, App Dynamics, some of them were recently bought yes. from various big companies, etc. I, I uh, worked with both of these. And I think that uh, one of the uh, things that I see here is that uh, also, as we said, developer perspective, mm -hmm. uh, uh, using something like a Datadog, mm -hmm. uh, is going to turn you into uh, your perspective is going to be, I need to implement this. There is an implementation guide mm -hmm. and then you don't need to know anything. Datadog is going to do the uh, crime number crunching for you and they're going to do the recommendations for you. So Datadog is an amazing thing, mm -hmm. but it is expensive and it hides a lot of things from you if you don't know where where to look for the, for the different things. Hence what I said, some of the things that uh, the, the this outline or this kind of like timeline discusses, some of the things that are mentioned here are on the wrong place. Reason being that a lot of these things stem from the design. Yes. And yes, design yes, can yes. solve a lot of these problems from the get-go. That's my point. Also, uh, putting uh, Elasticstack, Loki, Greylog, and uh, log management after mm -hmm. infrastructure monitoring is also I completely, think, completely wrong. out. Completely yeah, that needs to be in the infrastructure part at yes. the beginning. Uh, and this is something that we can we can fight over, but I'm not going to say that uh, you can uh, deal with Grafana or Zabbix before you know how to do, deal with logs. 
Because oh, yes. how are you going to graph a log that you don't have? Yeah, yeah, correct. And the other thing is that uh, I just wanted to mention something about the data log and the uh, different uh, commercial applications. It, I think for me, it's like you having a um, uh, water pipe in your backyard, uh, breaking it in half, uh, letting the water flow, and then installing an enormously complex high-tech uh, flow uh, meter that is going to tell you how much money you are using, uh, you are losing every day. Exactly. And you know the data, but you absolutely have no idea why are you using losing money. Correct. You know what is happening, but you have no way of uh, trying to fix it. So I think that this is one of those things. Then a continuous orchestration. Okay. We can talk about this because we have come to the end. So now whatever has, uh, has been left uh, is, uh, is being dealt with here. Uh, artifact management, okay. Uh, GitOps, okay. I would put this with the continuous delivery uh, up, up, the, up there mm -hmm. before. So I would, I would go, go, with, go there with uh, the rest of the guys. Uh, service mesh, okay. But... If you have reached, super important and completely in the wrong place. Yes, because if you reach this uh, this uh, part of the part yeah, of the if you roadmap, actually go all this far, uh, you're you are behind. You are a little bit behind. This is one thing, and the other thing is that, and this is the the most thing, the important, completely confusing for me. For me, is cloud design by patterns. How can you talk about availability, data management, design, implementation, management, and monitoring before? Uh, uh, sorry. After you All went this, through, basically. you went through infrastructure provisioning. How can you provision infrastructure if you don't know what you're provisioning? Well, I, you know, the timeline doesn't have to go linearly forward. Maybe time goes so, backwards or what, in loops. So what I want to say is, in this, my this is quite a quite a long, uh, quite a long rant of uh, rant by me about uh, the this roadmap is that I like this roadmap. Because it has enormous amount of information on it. Yeah. You, you, you can click on it. You can see what the different things are. So it is going to tell you where the site is. It's going to tell you what the... The person who did are. this. Yes, absolutely kudos. It's, it's, a, it's a joint effort. Uh, what yeah, but, I would yeah, say, but team. what I would say, I would just say that uh, this is completely okay, but I wouldn't uh, go in this um, order in this order mm -hmm. this is the first thing and the other thing is that i would probably uh start from my actual perspective when where i'm working at so mm -hmm. if i'm doing a home lab i'm probably going to be uh first dealing with the networking dealing with the operating system infrastructure operation, and so yeah. on if i have to work or if i have work somewhere and need to uh, quickly become a whatever infrastructure provisioning uh, technician i would probably go uh, from the middle i would probably go and skip over the things because i need that's things. such an excellent point which i discuss on my classes a lot because this uh, is a structured way of learning from zero uh, okay not exactly from zero uh, uh, it's a structured way of learning for somebody who already knows how to develop things but this is not good enough for people who actually need to do work. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to be an ops guy, you need to be able to uh, understand which, uh, which things to skip over. So, for example, serverless. Mm -hmm. Serverless is important for some teams. Uh, completely I, pointless for completely a lot of teams. pointless for a yeah. lot of teams. And I have seen a lot of teams that don't even know what serverless is. Correct. And, uh, for and example... don't need that or ever will. And uh, pushing some uh, some technologies for the technology's sake is one of the worst things that I have seen in the DevOps uh, world. So pushing for, I don't know, uh, we need to move to the cloud because the cloud exists. <laughs> so uh, Thank you. Uh, welcome to the end of the thought process of cloud when you become the cloud realist. But I'm not saying that you aren't. I'm just saying yes, that. Yes, but you, a, you, you are always, you're always, always uh, talking about me uh, like I uh, like or dislike cloud, depending on what I'm saying. But cloud is no, 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 just one of the tools. I'm just giving a general blanket statement that has nothing to do with you. Yes, but um, I'm completely fine. It has to do with me because no, it doesn't. Uh, I, yeah. I have okay. a, I have a low hated relationship with, relationship with cloud. Me too. Uh, I think that cloud is immensely useful for some of the things. Mm -hmm. And They're at the same time, for everything at, else. not uh, not only completely pointless. Sometimes it's extremely dangerous for some of the things. Agreed. And one of the re biggest reasons is what I was, uh, what I already said today. 
cloud can help you hide your problems in such a way that you're using, losing money, but have no problems. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly when you realize what is happening, you realize how much money you lost and for no particular loose. reason. And the hell, all hell breaks loose because mm -hmm. you are probably not going to be the guy who is going to notice it. Somebody from outside is going to do a revision of your work and then say, okay, but why are we paying $25,000 per month for X service? And then this is going to get audited and then somebody is going to say, okay, but we have been doing this for the last two years. And then you are, you are going to be... Um, on your many way to talk to the HR and to try to explain what you're doing in your in the company. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Did you uh, did you notice that over the course of the past 40-ish whatever minutes, yes. you'll be talking for the 30, 30 or 35 of them and I've been pretty tame. Yes. Okay, can I say something now? Yes. And can I be a little bit, uh, it's going to sound like technical marketing a little bit, but it's not. It's a firm belief based on my huge experience with the product. Okay. Okay. What's missing here? VMware. Yes. Yes. And uh, I think that one of the things that uh, is uh, always missing from the roadmaps here, or whatever model of them is, is, is that uh, fundamental technologies that are working are usually not mentioned. Uh, but I'm glad uh, the, that you noticed But this. the technology of the day, be it uh, Node.js, be it uh, whatever today is being used by uh, developers, uh, is usually uh, being mentioned. Because they like to, or people like to uh, mention the thing that they're uh, most fluent with. Mm -hmm. Because if you, uh, did you see what else is missing here? It is not that the, that uh, VMware is missing. The entire virtualization is missing. Yeah, I, I didn't see OpenShift as well. No, no, no. There is no. There, there is. Uh, there is a mention of. Uh, there is there's mention, a reason why I mentioned VMware. I'm uh, going to come back. There to is Docker Swarm and Kubernetes uh, here, but yeah. there is no a, a, a single mention of VMware uh, virtualization. Mm -hmm. So nobody's mentioning anything about the virtualization. The first thing that comes that is uh, remotely connected to virtualization is containers. And then it's just Docker. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, missing, I think, 30 or 40% of today's uh, architecture, and architecture, and yeah. ar architecture and story of, uh, in the IT. So all the roadmaps, I think they're scared of mentioning different things that you need to know because they think that they're going to be overwhelmed. Okay. But there is no way to create a roadmap for the entire DevOps without overwhelming people. Okay. Can we can yes. I now continue for yes. a second? And uh, I know that both you and my students and a lot of people have oftentimes called me a VMware uh, fanboy. Zealot? Whatever. Not zealot, but fanboy. <laughs> I'm way too uh, rational to be a fanboy of anything. Well, that's my personal statement. And uh, there is a reason why I mentioned that they're missing. Obviously, you noticed it as well. Reason being that when you go to the uh, to this uh, complete roadmap, uh, everything that's infrastructure based on the roadmap, uh, VMware has the perfect solution for it. That's my that's my point. They have the best integrated load balancer, the best north south and east west firewall. They have spectacularly good application for uh, UI management of Kubernetes, wherever it is, cloud, local, whichever cloud, whatever. They have the best virtualization technology on the market. They have excellent configuration management and operations tools, Orchestrator, for example. Um, they have uh, superb infrastructure and application monitoring to anything on the market. All of these things um, that are on the slide are good, but nowhere near as good. They have pretty good log management uh, solution as well, which is not as good as, uh, for example, Splunk, but Splunk is supremely expensive. The best, but still very expensive. Uh, they can, uh, and uh, the NSX has the networking, security, and the service mesh component and many other things that are very important specifically for all of this that we discussed. And I'm not saying that as a fanboy because uh, uh, if we want to be rational here, I mean, sorry, but uh, AWS is mentioned, 
GCP is mentioned, Azure is mentioned, Kubernetes is mentioned. Uh, so it's, it's, it's but Digital Ocean is mentioned. Digital Ocean. This, this is this is then this becomes a little bit silly. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit humorous. Oh, okay, and, but and, I didn't want to go there and say it like that. But you're and also correct. also also let's let's talk about one of these. Uh, there are two elephants in the room that need to be mentioned. One is Oracle, mm -hmm. because Oracle. It should be here because it is bigger than one of some of those uh, cloud yeah, providers. Yeah, hell of a lot bigger. Yes. The other thing that is missing is databases. Yes. So you're supposed to be uh, dealing with uh, things without actually dealing with databases here. Yes. And do you see what else is missing? One, Storage. Yes. Storage is missing. Yeah, I know. I noticed so, that. All, but so, I didn't want to go too deeply into that because that's a whole other uh, roadmap. No, not only roadmap. That's a complete other stack of additional twenty topics that you need to cover. Yes, but my problem is that uh, when people are dealing with uh, if, uh, when we are dealing with um, uh, roadmaps like this, so this is an easy version. So it is it should be helping you. I think this shouldn't be called a roadmap to becoming a DevOps guy. I think this should be called uh, a roadmap to becoming a beginner or a junior uh, position exactly. uh, developer. Exactly. And this is basically a primer, especially the, the simpler version of this. This is essentially a primer on how to uh, be able to uh, survive in the modern uh, infrastructure world. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you're learning a programming language, okay, fine. You're learning Linux, okay, fine. Uh, you're learning networking, okay, fine. Docker, fine. Git, okay. Mm -hmm. But how are you going to create a replication without using storage and databases? You uh, can do it without storage. That's not uh, that's not impossible today. But uh, still, you're completely. But correct. lamp lamp is based on being having that uh, M inside the. Uh, yeah, inside my the name. I know, yes. I know. No, so, um, actually, I could go worse. Where is the backup and where is disaster recovery? If you don't uh, mind the storage, you don't care about the backups. So that's okay. <laughs> because you started with backups, so let's, yes, but know. okay. But okay, if you want to go into details, uh, a lot of things are missing. Also, because you are missing when when it comes to um, so the detailed version. When it comes to the sorry, when it comes to detailed version, um, uh, there is this thing when it, when it deals with the load balancing, caching server, and so on. But if you're dealing with load balancers, you need to deal with multiple machines then you deal with dealing orchestration. with orchestration you are dealing with orchestration you're also dealing with clusters mm -hmm. and this is not mentioned uh, in any way or form i first when i reacted to the load balancers being so high on the stack i understand why they are there and I, I, I mentioned it earlier yes it's, but it's uh, for, for, for developer i think yes but uh, my point is this and i fully appreciate that i'm not i'm not mocking somebody who did this i'm just mentioning this Load balancers, um, if you know what you're talking about, and I deal with them on a daily basis, and I do a lot of education and projects with them. You're sorry? Huh? We I'm not sorry. sorry. We, we, I'm sorry for you. Yeah. No, I'm not, because <laughs> they're a kick-ass tool for so many things. Okay. But just as an example, the ALB, Advanced Load Balancer, that, that VMware bought from Avi Networks has something like seven different points at which you can uh, manipulate HTTP, HTTPS headers. Yes. In... The, uh, and when we're talking about points, I'm talking from client to the backend service, seven points here and then seven points back. Yes, but when we're that's, with, that's why I said there are things. The, but when we are going to the details and when we're this going is to not the, actually by when you're dealing with load balancers, I'm not joking when I say this. When you're dealing with old load balancers, saying this that it has seven different points at which you can manage stuff, this is not complicated. <laughs> Uh, but what it's I want to say, a whole other plane of existence. Yes, but what I want to say is that once you start dealing with the regular HTTPS traffic mm -hmm. inside the normal enterprise network, uh, changing HTTPS headers is something that happens more or less every couple of milliseconds. Mm -hmm. So your uh, firewall is going to change it. Uh, your uh, input firewall, output firewall is going to change it. Your load balancer is going to change it. Your applications are going to change Login it. Login windows, your, your cookies, local, your local whatever. Server. Yeah. So everybody is going to be dealing with the different versions of the HTTP header. So what these... else is missing here while we're at the topic of that? Uh, One fundamental service. I, I, I see it too. There is no routing and firewalling. No, no, fundamental service in infrastructure. Authentication is missing. Okay. Yes. 
there is a reason why, but I'm not going to be overly aceless today. Overly yes. eager, but uh, uh, I think that one of the things is that, uh, and I must say this with, uh, I must say this with uh, complete concentration. I'm not dissing on this. No. This is an amazing tool. And I think that the, the roadmap.sh is one of the amazing things that you can see on the internet because it enables you to uh, see how complex today's uh, infrastructure world is. Yes. And at the same time, I think this is just a start of a discussion that should be made, uh, that should be had. Exactly. And uh, sometimes I'm going to say uh, to a new uh, prospective uh, system administrator administrator that he needs to learn Windows. Sometimes I'm going to tell them to learn Linux. Sometimes I'm going to tell them to learn networking and then start from there. So I, d I think that uh, a roadmap is pretty harsh word for something that should be basically a bulleted list of the different resources that you need to know. Can I offer a super insane idea? You always do. Let's use this roadmap as a starting point. Let's add the things that we think are missing. Yes. Let's create our own one. Okay. And then let's create 100 episodes about every single box there is on the roadmap. Okay. I'm completely fine with this. Because this is something that uh, we are doing, I wouldn't call it uh, every day, but some of the things here are the things that we did thousands of thousands, thousands yes. of times. Some of the things, things are uh, basically what you did uh, a couple of times, I did a couple of times because we are not dealing with this kind of services. Nobody is dealing with everything is here on the list. But that's the whole point. There are many services here that we used millions of times, but yes. there are some that we haven't. This is also going to serve as an education for us. Yes, I, I, I completely agree. It's big, uh, I didn't want this to become a contest on uh, saying... Me neither. It's just a fresh idea that I have. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm because fine. Because I like this a lot. Yeah, I like this a lot, but uh, I even more. what I like even more is the idea of... Uh, Trying to get uh, the point across that uh, yeah. becoming a DevOps guy uh, is not only a thing of uh, following a roadmap. It's yeah, also it's, it's yeah. also the ability to be able to uh, understand different technologies at the same time. Mm -hmm. So uh, one day you are going to be learning on how UnionFS works on in the Docker's and trying to understand how the actual files are stored sorted on the disk. And then in the next 15 minutes, you're going to be dealing with the uh, why is your virtual network that you just created uh, not able to route whatever traffic there is to, to, whatever. An, to, to another to another uh, virtual network that you also created another Docker. And this is something that is the most complicated thing to understand. Uh, DevOps by itself, learning DevOps is ADHD uh, inducing. It is. And it's not only that. It's that and it's OCD inducing. Okay, I... You can you can get along uh, pretty well by uh, embracing the chaos and just uh, embracing the uh, <laughs> inevitable. You like the chaos, yeah? Yes, inevitable thermal death of the universe. But the uh, <laughs> the uh, ADHD uh, ADHD part uh, comes from having to skip from topic to topic and trying to understand all of them because suddenly you're going to be overwhelmed. And then you need to understand when to take a step back and then try to uh, retry to uh, learn something again. No, we don't have to do uh, some idea. It wasn't necessarily that we have to create another 100 episodes one hour long. We can create shorter videos. Yes, about. yes, yes. I'm completely fine. I'm completely that's fine with going this. to be our, uh, let's say, our version of shorts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to call this one uh, and call it a day for this episode. Before the, before you do, I have one more thought yes. to share with you. Do you remember the, the Cloud for Excel Managers episode? Yes. This is a topic for that as well. Yes, this is the exact, exact opposite. Yes. Uh, and I wanted to uh, say that I'm going to call it today for this because we are going to be making a lot of things uh, based on this. And the other thing that I wanted to say is that I want to have, if possible, a discussion. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see opinions of you or, or opinions of people who are listening to this because I know that a lot of work uh, went into this. Mm -hmm. uh, I may or may not be uh, completely in agreement with everything that is here. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. But I must say that I'm amazed but, uh, that somebody did this. Yes. Uh, I like the way that the information is organized. You can actually download that as well. Yes, yes, because it's, it's on GitHub. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a GitHub right. project, so you can uh, you can Just you can work it. on it. We could do a fork, uh, but uh, <laughs> yes. And then we could make students work on this free uh, free work uh, work uh, workforce. Red Hat so, certified uh, architects. You're gonna get some homework. Yes. So uh, this can be worked on. But anyways, uh, I wanted to say that. Uh, I have talked enough on the, in this episode. You think? Yes. I don't think that you did. I, th- I, and I, th- I kind of have a feeling that you have a lot of st- stuff left to yes, say. Yes, I think that the problem was that I said that I'm sleepy in the beginning. You're and not I, anymore. And yes, so this, this woke me up. Oh, Lord, that's, that doesn't bode well for me. And with that being said, thank you for being with us. And thank you for listening to the episode of the Tidy Show. Uh, we're going to see you in the next episode. Good luck. I was Yasmin. And I'm still with her. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.